This is the Saturday Morning Serial Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Saturday Morning Serial. I'm Amanda Ann here with Mike. And today we are going to discuss Moon Knight, which is now streaming on Disney+. Plus. Today we have a super fan on of Moon Knight named Ryan. Ryan, welcome. Hello. Plug your social medias. Do you have anything you want to share? Uh, I usually work with Hogan's Heroes. You can find him on Facebook using Hogan's Heroes in the search bar. He's based out of uh, Mooney, Illinois. And he can ship anywhere in the world. He shipped to uh, Ireland before and Canada. So he's working on the multinational end of it. But that's really all I got. Awesome. We'll have that link down below. So please make sure you check that out for all your comic book needs. So Moon Knight, the new show on Disney Plus. And I'm just going to come out and say that I mean, I thought it was entertaining, but I was lost. Every episode, I was like, what happened? And Mike had to explain it to me. I think that was kind of... I think that was kind of the point, is that you were supposed to be in kind of Stephen's shoes as he was dealing with what was happening, and that was kind of what kept my interest in the show, is didn't really... I mean, you could understand what was happening, but you didn't necessarily know why it was happening. So that kept me interested. Ryan, you obviously know a lot about this character. So did you have a harder time following the show or did you were you able to just follow along like it was nothing? In the beginning, uh, back when Moon Knight was first introduced in comics, they didn't know if he was schizophrenic with all these different personalities in him or if he was actually D.I.D., uh, and in the 80s run, I think they decided that it was DID. So uh, knowing more about that, I was able to follow along. But the reason I like Moon Knight is so much is that he focuses on the mental health aspect of it. And I'm sure other superheroes have mental disabilities that uh, I'm not aware of. But Mark Spector and Moon Knight really stood out to me when I was growing up and reading them. So I know all about Jake Lockley. I know all about Stephen Grant and Mark Spector. And I feel like the way that they did it, is that uh, they explained later on in the season is that Stephen was in uh, a fugue state, like not coming out because he wasn't needed as much. And then when the show starts, his personality started coming out because Mark Spector was biting out more than he could chew. So that's where I feel like they did that to help the viewers and the audience realize that this is a new character. We're jumping in in the middle of his superhero span because there's already been Mark Spector beating up people. So they use Stephen Grant as a in for other people to understand what's going on with his uh, mental capabilities. Yeah, and that makes actually sense. I, I know when Mike would kind of recap for me each episode, it made sense in the end. And But going in just like completely blind to this show, and I obviously have not read the comics and I'm not overall familiar with the character. I was just... It's not, you know, I highly recommend picking up a comic before watching this show just to get a feel of like the Mark, the Steven, and then ultimately Jake was the third overall. So, yeah. I don't know if you guys know about the uh, new comic book run that's out by Jeff McKay and Alexandra Cappuccino, but those guys are 11 issues into the 2021 Moon Knight series, and the artwork is fantastic and the writing is fantastic. 
it doesn't necessarily jump into his mental capacities because it's just Mark being Mr. Knight and Moon Knight. Uh, but it does touch on why he's taking therapy. There's a therapist in every comic issue, and it's just wonderful to pick up and read. You don't even know anything about the character to jump in on this run. Awesome. Thanks for suggesting that. So um, tell us about how accurate this is with the comics. How much of this is new and how much of this is borrowed? So I'm not going to go out on blast and say that I've read any, every issue of Moon Knight. I've done substantial research. I've, run, I've read a lot of the Moon Knight comics. But from my understanding, from what I can glean from it, uh, Moon Knight never had a suit that just appeared kind of like a symbiote venom. Uh, but I think that the entire show was a good adaptation of the source material. It had the three um, personalities inside of the one body. It had Mr. Knight, the suit. It had uh, Moon Knight. It had Khonshu. Khonshu is a huge player in the comics, and he was a huge player in the show, so they did that very well. The other gods and goddesses, from what I know, don't really play a part that much in the comics, but I love what they did with it, with Osiris and all the other avatars locking up Khonshu and Amut, and I think that was really good of them. And I think that it was interesting, uh, the take that they did with Arthur Harrow, because Arthur Harrow in the comics is nothing like the Arthur Harrow in the show. Same thing with Scarlet Scarab. I love what they did with that character, because the character originally showed up for like five issues and then was killed off at 82. So I love that they're doing that, and I wish that they would bring back more of Scarlet Scarab and more of Moon Knight, because right now, as far as I know, this is the only thing he's doing. All right. How how does like this the personality split between Moon Knight and Mister Knight work? And does will can we expect to see Jake Lockley get his own suit? In- That'd be cool. It I, it would be cool, but uh, from what I understand, again, I haven't read every single comic, but I have a little bit of backstory about him. Moon Knight is uses both in his crime fighting sprees. So it's not necessarily Stephen Grant is only Mr. Knight and uh, Mark Spector's only Moon Knight. He uses both suits as needed. Like in the run that I was just talking to you about with Jed McKay, he uses Mr. Knight to run his uh, midnight mission and help the people on the streets. And then when he needs to go rough and tough, he puts on the Moon Knight suit. So having the personalities just into that one suit was a good twist on it. I like that a lot because then we know which personality is in which suit. Uh, but it wasn't necessarily just something that happened in the comics. He used them as needed. And Jake Lockley, there, there is a, um, there's different takes on the Moon Knight costumes, but there's no like Jake Lockley costume. Uh, there's no like huge difference in costumes. The Moon Knight from the uh, West Coast Avengers had a golden onk on him and he had more gauntlets and whatnot, but he wasn't uh, totally taken over a uh, new concept design. But that would be interesting, and I'm hoping that they continue on so that Jake Lockley has his own suit. Although something tells me it's just going to be like a white blazer. <laughs> yeah, he was pretty snazzy. He, I mean, uh, he looked like he was from Brooklyn or Queens he had, with the accent. Yeah. He looked like a mobster, really. Yeah, I mean, I liked both suits. I really liked Mr. Knight, though, because it really captured, like, the Britishness of it, you know. And I I wanted him to, like, show up with a cup of, like, Earl Grey tea or something. So... The last scene where he's fighting 
Yes, I did too. So is is Stephen Grant is that in the comics? Is that a personality based off of like a fictional character within that world, or is Stephen Grant just a different personality? Like, is Stephen Grant being based off of this Indiana Jones knockoff? Is that something that's in the comics? From what I understand, no. It's just his, uh, basically his tone is Tony Stark. He's the rich guy. He's the one that goes to all the parties. He doesn't have a British accent. He's based out in L.A. Uh, but that's his upper crust uh, personality. So when he needs to get information from high-end people, he jumps into a he has Stephen jump into the body, and then when he needs to go on street level kind of stuff, he has Jake Lockley take over and drive a camera to get more information from thugs and prostitutes and whatnot. So oh. I don't think that there's any fictional character that is tied to Stephen Grant, but uh, one of the, I can't remember if it was the artist or the writers, was named Stephen Grant as well on the actual Moon Knight run. So I'm not sure if they did that on purpose or not. <laughs> okay. So you said Egyptian lore really wasn't. You said Egyptian lore really wasn't covered too much in the comics. Um, that was probably where we were very much confused. Yeah. So, how much Egyptian lore did you know about before you watched this show? Uh, I knew about some of the gods like Osiris and Anubis, and I knew about the field of reeds and judging your heart uh, when you go to the afterlife. I didn't know that it was Amut who did it. Um, I thought it was Anubis through and through who judged your heart and your soul and decided where you ended up. Uh, Khonshu, I know, is the guardian of the travelers at night. Um, so I figured that he was going to have a good slash bad take on what to do with uh, the superheroes and how Moon Knight was going to act. But I didn't know anything about Amut going in. I knew a little bit about Khonshu, but that was more of a fictionalized version. And I didn't know anything about uh, Tamaret. So to see Scarlet Scarab get Avatar'd up was great for me because I didn't know anything about her. And I love that they were able to make Layla an Avatar, but not necessarily for Khonshu. I, yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed seeing Layla suit up, and I enjoyed Layla's role in this show as sort of like a halfsies between Mark and Steven. I mean, she was very capable of throwing hands, but she was also kind of like the Egyptian expert yeah. as well. She was very essential to the story. And yeah, I really enjoyed her costume. I got like Wonder Woman 1984 vibes from it. and But I'm like, this is so much better than Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, Wonder Woman's suit looked a little uh, large. And I love that they had, because she's based on Egypt, they had to have a suit, a suit that breathed, quote unquote, suit. Yeah. So I love that. And I'm really enjoying like with the female characters like Sylvie and Loki and then Scarlet Witch at the end of WandaVision and, you know, Doctor Strange too. And then it's like, they don't overly make the costumes sexy. And as someone who doesn't like to like bear cleavage and stuff, I really like how these female superheroes are getting these like really badass looking costumes now. So that was another one I really enjoyed. I love that they make it so easy for cosplayers to pick up on it as well. Like the Sylvie suit. Is pretty easy to replicate. It's, oh yeah. I haven't made any 
cosplayer suit, but I've seen people do it left and right, so I'm, I'm assuming that it's easy to do. And I know that the Scarlet Scarab suit is probably going to be very easy to replicate as well. So I like that they're doing that for their fans as well. Yeah, I'm thinking of both. So really excited. <laughs> Kanshu is kind of, he kind of possesses Mark, Steven, and Jake in different degrees, and he has different control over them. So is that a him being kind of like a devil on Mark Steven? Mark and Steven's shoulders, is that something that he does in the comics, trying to push them and manipulate them? Uh, He'll show up um, in the older lines. He'll show up and he'll push them in one direction. And uh, a couple years ago, he manipulated Mark Spector to try and take on the Avengers and take over the planet Earth. So, yes, he's very much that devil on his shoulder. And he's, uh, he's not good, but he's also not bad. He just is very self-interested and but like i said he protects the people who wander around at night he has a soft spot for people just not all people <laughs> but i love that they especially that limo in the post credit scene that's taken straight from the mm-hmm. comics so i love that they're doing that not necessarily with moon knight but also the thor love and thunder that one panel with the giant beast in the background yeah i enjoyed Kanchu showing up in the end credit scene in a suit I thought that was fun. <laughs> Gave him some more like depth to the character just with the suit. <laughs> the, uh, the first episode I saw, with he, uh, I think it was the first, maybe it was the second, and he goes, the first thing you hear out of Kanchu is, oh, great, the idiot's in charge. Yeah. <laughs> I that he was more of the comedic relief where you would expect it to be Oscar Isaac, but I feel like they were both competing to be uh, the funny side comment kind of person. I just really liked that first episode of, like, the donut truck scene. Yeah. Like, no, it was a cupcake. It was cupcakes. I think that's really funny. So obviously there were, there were, I think two planned crossovers with Moon Knight. One of them was the Eternals. So as a comic book fan, how is Moon Knight slash Mr. Knight treated by the other Avengers? Is he someone who is teamed up with often in the Avengers, or does he go off into like a smaller secondary group? Like, uh, I, I believe it was the, the Sons of something? Uh, Midnight Suns. Midnight Suns, yes. So how is, how is Moon Knight in the bigger Marvel universe? Uh, I know he joined the West Coast Avengers, and that's kind of the B team. Um, and he was in the Avengers for a while in the early 2000s. But most people, at least in the current line that I'm reading, do not appreciate Mark Spector. They think he's a loose cannon, obviously, because they try to take over the Earth and take on the Avengers with Kanshu. Uh, that's why he's getting therapy help in the new comic line. But he does team up often, and people are very open to him helping. And then he's just kind of shunts off to the side when he's done what he has. Um, what I think is that I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that Kevin Feige goes toward the Midnight Suns with Ghost Rider and with Blade and with Morbius, although I don't know how that would work with Sony. Uh, but Moon Knight was also part of that. So I'm very interested to see if they do a Moon, uh, Midnight Suns, if Moon Knight would be part of it and what the lineup would be like. So is where would you like to see him pop up in the MCU next? Would you like a season two immediately, or would you think he might show up in something like 
uh, Echo or She-Hulk or the Marvels or Thor, Love and Thunder, like, where do you expect to see him next? Yeah, because didn't, like, we say, oh, this is a great opportunity. Was it you or maybe someone on YouTube was saying, like, the gods can have potential to show up in Love and Thunder, like Gore the God Butcher and all that. Yeah, we're... I can see that happening. Uh, I don't think it will, because um, I feel like they made Moon Knight to be a self-contained story that is disconnected mm-hmm. from the wider MCU. And I don't know about you guys, but I really appreciated that, because seeing Hulk or Dr. Banner would very much throw me out of the uh, Moon Knight Egyptian ties, especially if there was a Thor in there. Be like, okay, that's cool, we're going to deal with this god instead of this god Mm -hmm. so i like that it was more self-contained what i think they might end up doing slash what i really want to see is him and blade team up together because they both operate at night they're both very violent characters Uh, i can see him and uh, blade going at it together maybe as villains maybe as anti-heroes together but i definitely think that that would be a great team up in the future uh it would be kind of cool Maybe he doesn't have to meet Thor, um, but it would be cool to see Moon Knight, in my opinion, deal with like the fallout of Thor and Love and Thunder because we are getting Gore the God Butcher. So maybe it would be cool if a few Egyptian gods were kind of butchered off screen and Moon Knight had to deal with that, possibly help their avatars or whatever. Uh, when Kanshu was in prison, he lost his suit, too. So mm-hmm. that also has ramifications that if he gets killed, will Mark and Steven have that suit still? Or will they have to go around being a mercenary again, trying to build up from the bottom? And I think that might be an interesting way to go, where they discard that, uh, I don't want to keep saying it, but the symbiote suit, where it just appears on him, and he actually has to hand make his white uh, cloak and the suit and tie. I think that would be very interesting to do. Do you want to see the Moon Knight plane at all? Is that something you're pining for? Yeah, or... I could take it a little bit. But <laughs> the, one, the one thing that I really enjoyed in this show is that it focused on that mental uh, DID. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that I thought it was lacking is him going and beating up more people. Because he is one of the ultra-violent of Marvel. And... He often teams up with Punisher. He often teams up with uh, these other characters that are out for blood. And I feel like the show kind of didn't really have much of that. But I understand why they did it. They were just introducing the character. But uh, if there's more, I want to see Mark Spector go ham on some people. Well, we did did see the aftermath of him beating up a lot of people. But we, we mostly followed the show from Steven's perspective, which I think was a big strength because then you get that that mystery towards it, and you get the reveal that he's the fake personality. Yeah, because they introduce him, like, so strong, and, you know, he's chained to his bed, he's, you know, he thinks he sleepwalks and all that, but in reality, it's his alternate self, because, you know, he wakes up and he's like, wait a minute, I didn't hurt these people. And you're like, okay, well then how? (laughs) How are these people dead? I really did enjoy the part where they were in the like Egyptian tomb area and there was that like carcass sitting and he's like, is that chunks of meat (laughs) or bits of human flesh? (laughs) So Steven was, I think that was my favorite personality overall. Yeah. I got these three different personalities. I enjoyed uh, knowing who 
is missing because you had Steven and you had Mark and Jake wasn't there until the last mm-hmm. minutes of the show. So for me, whenever he blacked out, I was guessing, was that Jake or was that Mark? Was that Jake or was that Mark? So I felt like for me, knowing, having that little bit of background, it was more uh, anticipatory. It gave me more to look forward to and see who did the beating up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, Jake had been there all along. Jake was yes. the one who beat up all those mercenary, all those goons on the cupcake truck. And Jake was the one who asked that uh, woman out to the steakhouse because uh, Stephen is socially awkward and, mm-hmm. and Mark is married. And Stephen's a vegetarian. He's kind of like all the better things of mark mm-hmm. so and it's jake was the one who stabbed those guys on that rooftop like jake had been there all along instead of agatha all along it was it was jake all along it was jake at all along mm-hmm. no catchy theme song though <laughs> that's a shame well what did you guys think of the suit because uh i've no i noticed that it does bump like a symbiote it wraps around him, uh, but in the comics, he has to dress himself. So what do you guys think of that? I like it, and it kind of helps. The fact that the suit manifests itself out of nowhere helps the fact that there's two different personalities. And like you were saying, how it can, how it's easier to tell who's who. And the fact that the suit will switch on the fly like that means that the personalities can switch on the fly and we can know who's in control. Can we talk about Ethan Hawke's character? Yeah. How uncomfortable he was in both roles. Yeah. Like um I was disappointed we didn't get to see him suit up. Yeah. I was like the guy's just got a cane and he's walking around and he's he's going up against Moon Knight and it it doesn't it doesn't look like you know two Two equal people fighting off. It looks like some old man who just finished bingo and then Moon Knight fighting. Mm-hmm. So I would have like that, that helped the dichotomy of it all because uh, Arthur was the Avatar before Mark, so he knows all of the strengths and weaknesses of Kanchu. So why I I don't know this, but I'm figuring in his mind why would he need to suit up if he's got this magical cane that can summon dead dogs and uh, people take their souls out of it. I didn't really see uh, him needing a suit. I feel like it would have just taken away from his creepiness because he's one of those terrifying characters that are all the more terrifying because he doesn't hide who he is. That's a good way to look at it, Ryan. I never thought of that. He was he was interesting. Uh, Ethan Hawke came on this sh- came on the show for just just a season. It, lo- it looks like it's going to be, and Oscar Isaac kind of ran into him in a coffee shop and pitch the whole show to him so how is this an accurate portrayal or is this something entirely fresh from the comics uh i don't know too much about arthur here from the comics but i do know that he wasn't controlled by amu and he wasn't an avatar conscious from what i understand so it feels like they just took him from the comics just the namesake and then slapped it onto ethan hawk's character and made him uh, that backstory. Again, I could be wrong. I haven't read that uh, Fist of Vengeance or the Fist of Moon Knight. I haven't read that one, but it's only six issues long, just like this miniseries. So I was thinking it would be 
just adapting those comic books, but I'm very happy to see that it was a new storyline from what I could tell. And Layla doesn't, as far as I know, have any comic counterpart. I'm sure she does back in the day, but I don't think it was this fleshed out. And uh, Mark Spector in the comics doesn't marry Layla. He marries uh, Maureen or Maurice, and they have a kid together too. Hmm. So it was also very interesting to see this as a fresh take on Moon Knight, and I appreciated it very much. I really enjoyed the hospital parts, um, how he was, um, Ethan Hawke's character was like a doctor and he was trying to convince like Mark that he's basically crazy and how he meets up with Steven, you know, and they're just two beings in that hospital setting. That part was interesting. And then the, uh, shaking coffin, that was cool. Cause I was like, is that Jake like in the coffin? And I also really enjoyed the character designs of the gods. I enjoyed Kanshu. I enjoyed, um, and I can't remember it, but the hippo god. Can't remember the name uh, of it. What? Amaret. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. And I really liked the alligator god at the end. I don't know why Disney Plus is going towards alligator, whatever. We had alligator Loki. Now we have an alligator god. So, <laughs> but I really did enjoy that design probably the most just the way like it moved i don't know was it a she he it they yeah they they uh, yeah i feel like the strongest strength of this show definitely was how it tied the multiple personalities back into moon knight's origin and how jake and how um Mark had lost a brother and mm -hmm. he had to create a different personality to cope with that. So I'm wondering what I'm wondering if Jake is an alternate personality of Mark or if Jake is an alternate personality of Steven and what, what happened where they had to create another personality. Uh, the interesting thing is, in the comics, Randall is very much alive, and he's the enemy of Moon Knight. He's called Shadow Knight. Uh, so that's very interesting that they killed off, quote-unquote, killed off Randall early, and that's how his uh, personalities manifested. But I think that Jake is, so to speak, the devil of Mark, and Steven mm -hmm. is the angel of Mark, and Mark is the two of them being balanced so i'm not sure what could have happened um but in the comics Kanshu does contact mark when he's a child and there's some comics that are like oh hey this is why mark has did because Kanshu contacted him when he was a kid and the kid didn't know what the hell else to do so he just started making different personalities to try and hold on to his sanity while being touched by an egyptian god so that's one way to look at the DID manifestation, but I really like what uh, Disney did with it, where they had his mom basically being the reason why he's got so many personalities in his head. You know, and that whole aspect of it, you can relate to it in some way. I mean, when we were kids, like, you know, you get in trouble or you're trying to shy away from a stressful, horrible situation. You try to think of something positive or... You know, you, I mean, I think I had an imaginary friend when I was a kid. So it just manifests all that into what you can grow up to be. In, in this case, Mark, 
he never really let it go and his personality just took over. So I was thinking when his uh, when he went to his mom's funeral, I was thinking that would be Jake manifesting himself, but instead it was Stephen. Mm. And that's how the show kicked off was with Stephen getting woken in the street. Yeah. Calling his mom. Yeah, I really appreciate that whole aspect of just, you know, your mentality and mental health. I'm a huge advocate for that. So I always appreciate when something like that's in a show represented. So my understanding is that Mark had created Stephen during childhood. And after Mark had moved out of the house and got away from his mother, uh, Stephen had kind of been like repressed. And then when his mother passes away and he has to cope with all that trauma again, that's that's when the show kind of starts and that's when Steven comes back out? Yes. Oh, okay. I really would have liked to have seen more of how Mark and Layla met and like got married and like that aspect of it because she just kind of sprung on him that, you know, she was his wife and Steven was like, what? But, um... Yeah, I wish I could have. We could have seen a little more of that because, like I said, that took me by surprise. <laughs> it's like, oh, there's a wife involved now. Oh God. <laughs> I was wondering uh, if they got married before or after his contact with Kanchu, because uh, Bushman in the comics is the reason why Kanchu uh, contacts Mark in episode, uh, episode in issue number one. So I was really interested to see if he was married before or after that. I'm assuming it was after. Uh, but it's very interesting to me where in the timeline she falls within this whole grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. I thought it was refreshing from a narrative standpoint too with a lot of Marvel movies and a lot of superhero genres. You get to see them meet the woman of their dreams and fall in love with them and then get married. And this show kind of skipped all of that and said, you know what, she's her own character. She's just not a love interest. They're already married. She's she's already his wife, and she's there, and she's a contributor. Exactly. Movies. No one wants to see another Spider-Man origin story mm-hmm. in the first movie. So I like that they did that. They're like, mm, we don't need to know the origins of this. We'll just sprinkle in context clues throughout the show. I thought that was very good, and it doesn't talk down to the audience. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, this was a show that really didn't like give you too much like you really had to think for yourself and follow things and think creatively and think uh critically to to follow the show and i really appreciate that because that really held my interest and it seemed like the show delivered really on those emotional moments the best because they were emotional revelations that we as the audience followed through with on either mark or steven so I really like it. This is why I consulted you after every episode. Because <laughs> like I said, I was confused. But as you explained it to me, I understood it. And then I you know, drew my conclusion. I was like, okay, yeah. I mean, I didn't hate it. It wasn't my favorite, but I enjoyed it. I thought it, you know, especially the humorous parts. I thought Oscar Isaac was awesome. Especially with like his British quips. <laughs> and I... Where he's like, everyone's talking about my English accent, but... To me, Ryan, to me, it makes sense because he's fake British. He was manifested in childhood to be a fake personality. Yeah. So, of course, his British accent would be fake. 
Yeah, like, he was going on telling people, like, there's a reason why it's so bad. There's a reason why it's so bad. Just just pay attention. And, mm-hmm. and we had to trust Oscar Isaac. So, I mean, he did such a good job oh, with great. all three roles. I mean, his Steven is so funny and, and, and kind-hearted and innocent. And then his Mark is so, you know, more typical Oscar Isaac that, you know, the badass with, with guns and... Mm-hmm the heavy hitter of the group and then Jake is so interesting and that he's so violent and he's so detached and Oscar Isaac just weaves through these three roles so well. Yeah. Shows his range. I, I think it's, I think it's the best active debut for a Marvel character in a long time. Like I, I haven't been so impressed with like a first go of a Marvel character I can't think of the last time. I was like, wow, this character's awesome. So. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really weird when they first announced that the uh, Disney Plus series, the first one that wasn't going to be an Avenger or a tie-in character from a movie, was going to be Moon Knight. When I heard that, I cracked my pants because I'm a fanboy for life for Moon Knight. But then I was sitting here going, why? Why Moon Knight? There's so many other characters that would fit in in the MCU better than Moon Knight. Uh, but I'm glad that they did it, and I'm I don't want to say surprise, but I'm waiting at the edge of my seat to see if Oscar Isaac comes back for more, or if they're just going to let this be a one-off series and then just let it lie. I think it was a strength of the show to kind of detach itself and um, just do its own thing, because the Marvel Cinematic Universe right now, in my opinion, doesn't have, like, a clear direction. Like, like we don't have, like, an Avengers movie coming up. We don't have a movie like Civil War where we can ex- just expect to see all these characters again. Like, we don't know the next time we're going to see Captain Hawkeye or next time we're going to see uh, Spider-Man or the next time we're going to see um, Hulk. Like, like, we don't know, so... The fact that this show is just kind of kind of going to do its own thing and kind of leverage the Marvel property that way, I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Would you have liked to see more cro- crossovers, Amanda, or were you satisfied with this being what it was? I'm satisfied because here's the thing too: the credit scene and credit scene. I didn't see it as a cliffhanger. I thought it was extremely final. How I mean, it's like Mike, you were anticipating Jake coming up the whole time, so he finally did at the end shot uh um arthur Harrow. arthur yeah and then that was it and that was the end of arthur's story obviously and i feel like that was like that's it that's the end like roll credits so i agree with the show being like just a freestanding show but it's great that marvel's introducing these characters like i've never heard of moon knight i've heard of captain america before thor like all that but i've never heard of moon knight and it's like bringing these characters to life that you know, probably might be cast aside. I'm surprised that they also did that with Echo and Hawkeye, because she's not necessarily a good character to bring to the forefront of a show. And mm-hmm. in the comics, I don't think she's ever had a standalone comic. Like, in the last 20 years since David Mack drew her and introduced her, I don't think she's had a standalone, like, Echo number one, Echo number two title. So I think that was very interesting of them to bring it forward and put her in Hawkeye as the villain. I think that was really great on their part. Yeah, I'm excited for Echo. Especially if there's Wilson Fisk potential. I love Wilson Fisk. I think he's great. 
Amanda loves Wilson Fist. I love villains. What can I say? Yes. Anti-heroes. The only thing that I really want to get off my chest is that I really think that Kevin Feige is going toward Dark Avengers or Midnight Suns in Phase 5 or 6 way down the road. And I think that Moon Knight and might team up with Blade and Ghost Rider for that. I really want it to happen. Uh, I can see it happening along with like the X-Men reboot. But that's why I really hope he's going forward with Moon Knight because it's just weird to have a talent like Oscar Isaac nail it out of the park with this role and then just leave him. I mean, it's all in Oscar Isaac's shoes because he's got some critical reception and everyone's freaking out about him. So it's really the ball's in his part. Mm-hmm. And he needs to just get the opportunity or he'll just be like, yeah, I think we're good here. Yeah, I agree. Um, now, does Moon Knight serve like any, and this might be a dumb question, but like, does he serve any one place? Like, Egypt, or can he go to New York? He started in New York, and then when he joined the West Coast Avengers, he popped back over to uh, L.A., and then in the comic book line right now, he's in New York again. Because you said he teamed up with, like, Punisher, right? Yes, he's teamed up with Punisher Mm -hmm. and Spider-Man and Daredevil and Ghost Rider, you name it. He probably has shared panel with him in the comics. Because I know we... We really would like another Daredevil series. And I really personally love the Defenders. So I'm like, what if they added him into like the Defenders group somehow? Because, you know, those shows, Jessica Jones, Daredevil are, you know, pretty adult. And, you know, Moon Knight kind of touched on the whole dark aspect and all that. So I'm wondering, you know, if they wanted to go that route, they'd kind of tie it in. I don't know. That's just me speculating and wishful thinking. That's happening, especially because uh, obviously it's confirmed that Charlie Cox is coming back from the Daredevil show. Mm-hmm. I've heard rumors that Christian Ritter's coming back as well. Oh, but yes. No one said anything about uh, Iron Fist or Luke Cage. So if they transplanted Moon Knight into the Defenders universe and replaced uh, Iron Fist with Moon Knight, I wouldn't be too upset. Yeah, that'd be cool. I think there needs to be a, like a Shang-Chi Iron Fist team up where Shang-Chi just, like, roasts Iron Fist on, like, his culture appropriation, like, the entire time. And we can kind of humble the character and then go back into, like, the more Asian roots of it all. And then going forward, we can kind of feel like Iron Fist has redeemed himself. So, yeah, I mean, a, a cool Defenders lineup would be Jessica Jones, Daredevil, Moon Knight, um, Rosario Dawson's character treating their wounds. <laughs> Rosario Dawson coming back. And I guess we need kind of like a fourth character, maybe uh, maybe the Punisher again. I don't know. Yeah. That's yeah, what I would I, do. I can see Punisher and Jake Lockley getting into fisticuffs. Yeah. I mean, like, so does Jake Lockley have like a code? Does he have a code like the Punisher? Or is he just violent against like everyone? Well, like I said, this isn't a tried and true comic book adaptation of it, and I don't think Jake Lockley actually did fights. He wasn't the super serial killer of the three of them. He was just an information gatherer. Um, So I don't think so in the comics, but in the show, obviously, he's the one that puts baddies down for good. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Interesting. And I think it'd be really funny for him, Jake Lockley, and Punisher to get into a fight, and then all of a sudden Stephen Grant comes up and he's like, I'm oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. 
Like, Stephen Grant's, like... Hopefully sorry. <laughs> like, obsessive apologizing is just something I relate to on a, a terrible level. <laughs> oh, so true. Well, I think that's it for the Moon Knight discussion. Ryan, thank you again for coming on. This was fun. Anytime. Yeah. So make sure uh, next time is a show I've been waiting for. It's the SX Serpent coming on to Apple+. Plus. And it stars my boy Tom Hiddleston, so I'm going to be reviewing the first couple episodes on that, so you don't want to miss that out. I hope you guys have a good week and talk to you next time.